Coming to you live from our worldwide headquarters in Virginia Beach, Virginia, this is the Future EDU Podcast with your host, Josh Gillesner. So it's my pleasure now to welcome to the show a state championship winning coach, a veteran educator, (laughs) a podcaster, a mother of four beautiful children, a wonderful human being, and on top of all of that, a very, very good friend of mine. Jenny, welcome to the program. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're thrilled to have you here. And I want to give you a chance to tell the audience uh, just a little bit about yourself. Okay, great. Um, well, I received a Bachelor's of Arts um, degree in Integrative Studies with a focus on elementary um, school education and a Master's in Special Education at George Mason University. Go Mason. Uh, Go Mason, go Pats. Yeah. And uh, I'm, a, I'm currently a high school special educator. Uh, this is my 14th year. I'm taking off a couple years right now just to be mother slash guider of all things for my, my children. Like you said, I have four children, but three of them are under the age of three. So there's a lot wow. of craziness yeah, that's going yeah, on in yeah. my house right now. And so I feel like this is a good time for me to play stay-at-home mom, which is actually hard, the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, which says a lot because I feel like I've done some pretty challenging things. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's where I cur- currently am right now. Um, I'm an avid networker and an experienced enthusiast is what I kind of like to claim myself to be. <laughs> I love that. Experienced enthusiast. That, yes. is a good, that is a good descriptor. <laughs> I love it. So 14 years in the classroom. I know there's a wide variety of, of subject matters and content in there. But you look back over the 14 years that you've been in the classroom, and I'm sure you could go on and on about this, but if there was one or or maybe two things that were really memorable for you, something a kid did or a teacher did or something a school did uh, from your time in the classroom, uh, could you share a thought or two uh, with our audience and and let us know something that was really inspirational from, from your time there? Um, I mean, I think there was just so many over the past 14 years, but I definitely will tell you something that was very consistent. And that was um, my final exam, actually. (laughs) That sounds really funny. But um, what I would always do, no matter what subject it was, I would always give this final exam uh, to my students. And uh, they basically would have to, to write a letter. They would have to write a letter either to someone that has um, had tremendous impact on them for that year in the educational um, kind of atmosphere, or they would have to write a letter to an incoming freshman full of advice related to the class, uh, to my class. Um, and a lot of times as educators, we teach, we teach, we teach, and we're like, well, we hope we taught them something. Um, but right. it's really neat to kind of see them come back and reflect on that and have something tangible for them to say. Um, and every letter that they did write, I would, you know, mail that off to whoever they uh, wrote it to, but I would always keep a copy too. So it kind of validated to me kind of the type of person that they were and uh, you know, what I've helped instill in them. Now, mind you, I also, I I taught in subjects. So English, I taught a little bit of uh, science and then uh, also in the history, um, er, I'm sorry, math and history, but uh, I'm talking more more so for this uh, strategies for success class that I um, really focused on and helping them kind of get on their feet because I found a lot of times when these kids uh, were struggling in different subjects, it wasn't the actual subject, but it was the way that they were learning and the the style yeah. that they were learning. And so um, to kind of see that they were able to 
um, kind of get organized and um, I don't know, figure out who was helping them along that journey really helped me uh, in that final exam. That was kind of one of my favorite moments of the year. <laughs> that's year. so that's so awesome to be able to look back and get validated like everything that you've you've done. And I'm sure a couple of them wrote a letter to you, I would think. Of course, they wanted that A, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when they did, I had to have certain criteria where I was like, if you write this letter to me, this is what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, they, some of them did, and some of them were very genuine, and um, some of them wrote it to me, and then they also ventured off and wrote a few more letters um, of appreciation to others. And, uh, you know, that to me shows that there was building of character there and um, something that I think every school system uh, should, should be focusing on as well. So, yeah, as you look back, I mean, there's, there's surely just numerous memorable things, but one of the things that, that I wanted to ask you was since you have such a wide range of things that you've done right. in the classroom, wh what was, what was your biggest challenge you think in the classroom? And then how did your, your teammates or your administration help you overcome that and, and kind of push through that? That, um, I can pinpoint that right away. I can tell you the nice. biggest challenge in the classroom, um, coming from probably one of the lower income schools um, around um, and the lower socio socioeconomic schools, uh, was the lack of motivation and um, the challenge to change their mindset, no matter what was going on in their lives um, or how defeated they felt. Uh, it was such a huge challenge. You know, it was so much easier for them just to stick their face in the phone or to put on their, their headphones or to sleep um, than to actually engage and not give up. And so that was something that, you know, I felt really passionate about trying to get through to them. And there's obviously a multitude of things that you have to do in order to try to try to change that mindset. Um, but when one thing I loved about uh, the administrators at the school that I, I work at is that they allowed flexibility and creativity on my end as a teacher to, um, to encourage changing their mindset. And I did bring that up to them a lot of times um, saying, okay, why, why does Joe Smith really care about English class right now whenever he, his parents are going through a divorce, right? Why does right. Jane Smith have, you know, any care about, I don't know, uh, geology right now whenever you know she just you know is trying to find the next meal <laughs> you know so yeah we were struggling with a lot of those types of uh issues at least um in the classrooms that I was teaching in and so they let me have some creative outlet first of all just so you know secret to everybody which probably everybody knows is that food is a huge motivator so oh, yeah. I, I kept a huge pantry of food uh in our classroom just to kind of allow them to have free reign when they wanted to and they did um i'm sure then, they did <laughs> but they also let me paint my classroom which i know that in other schools from other educators i've heard that was not a good sell <laughs> administrators <laughs> didn't let them do that but then it became our classroom we got to kind of design it and we, you know, kind of put our twist on what colors we wanted, what shapes we wanted and stuff. So that was neat. Um, but they also let me do journaling with the students and projects and just really kind of dig into the, the under layers of them to, to kind of figure out, okay, what motivates you? Um, and there's not one single motivator. So every kid had kind of a different motivator that I had to figure out as an educator. 
as you know, yeah, too. I, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And every kid's got, got a, a different situation, and, and it's quite challenging to try to find that. And, of course, a lot of it just build, you know, is building relationships. I love what you were saying about creating our classroom, like a safe spot for, for them, you know, and it builds trust, I, and I love that. And, and I, a big, big props to the administration for allowing you to, you know, paint your, your classroom. I love that idea. I could see how that may or may not be <laughs> a easy sell in a lot of buildings. Um, that's really wonderful stuff. Let, let me change gears just for a second. I sure. wanted to ask you about something specific. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you know of, of STEM education, the philosophy of STEM? And, and why do you think it's so important to bring STEM to our kids today? All right, STEM. STEM is definitely an uh, educational curriculum uh, that combines science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, I believe it was originally derived to get more females uh, in STEM-related fields. I, I, I think that that's how it originated. I could be wrong, <laughs> um, but uh, there's different types of applications, too, that I've seen across multi a multitude of curriculums uh, recently where they've added um, in the arts. So then they said steam. And then most recently I saw a new one that's a stream, which is reading and writing. I don't know. It's getting crazy, but, um, but I know that the core base is the, the science technology, engineering and math. And, um, what I do know is that the old school method of the sit, sit and get kind of method while sitting in straight rows, working individually and quiet, please, no talking. It's kind of changing. Um, it, they want, they want kids to learn a little bit more about the the technology fields and the math fields and, and kind of do it as a collaborative unit. Um, they, I always kind of say like you can be taught one plus one or Pythag the Pythagorean theorem, but if you don't know what to do with it, then there's no use for it. And I think that the STEM kind of approach is a little bit more project-based learning, which is, I'm, I'm a huge Definitely. advocate for project-based learning. Awesome. Um, and, and so, I, I mean, I'm like a number one fan of it. <laughs> so uh, something I wanted to share with you in my undergrad, I uh, had the privilege to be in an integrative studies program. Yeah. And I didn't really quite know what that was until um, I was introduced to it, I think my sophomore year of college, and I switched immediately when I heard what it was about. Um, but they combined research theory and practice related to the field that I was in. And I was like, well, what great way to learn than to actually learn being in that field in real world situations. Um, so it entailed smaller classrooms and it, it pushed, you know, ample room for discussion and collaborative learning experiential learning um, and in community like projects, uh, volunteer opportunities, like all those types of things. Um, and here's an example. So for my science class, uh, I had to help find research for my professor on the effects of big oil businesses on the Amazonian rainforest, right? So I was okay. actually doing something impactful that that was going to help out the professor um, for a stem based class actually that I took um, we actually created an entire summer camp for kids and it was a real one so we worked on the marketing aspect of it the registration part and we had to develop all these different 
classes. So we had a PowerPoint class where they researched a specific animal. Then they moved into chem lab where they made elephant toothpaste and volcanoes erupt. Um, they did all these kind of crazy things. And so again, it was us learning, you know, the STEM based stuff and the science based stuff, but we also were able to incorporate that to real life situations. Um, so, I mean, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, so huge that my son actually, uh, he's in public school right now, uh, but we're, we're actually taking a big move and moving him into uh, a project-based slash STEM-based school uh, in a week. So he's moving there. Wow, um, awesome. We're, we're really excited about it. Um, and I, I, you know, we, we toured it last week. And we already made the decision because they were everything that I felt like, this is what I believe in. You know, this is what um, kid, kids need critical thinking and they need problem solving. Uh, they, they need to be able to do all those types of things. And um, not that traditional schooling is bad, but I think if traditional schooling had that piece to it, then it would just make education for all so much better. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be really an interesting experience. I'd love to share that with you too. Once he gets, once he gets uh, acclimated there, I'll definitely have to give you some insight onto to how that school is up and running. So that'll be all for today for episode six of part one of our interview with Jenny Goff Phillips, veteran educator and STEM advocate. Come back, listen to us next time on episode seven, as we continue our conversation with Jenny right here on the future EDU podcast. That's all for today. Thank you for listening to the Future EDU podcast. For more information and updates, check us out at stemologyedu.com or follow us on Twitter at stemologyedu. Until next time, take care.